Hello, welcome to the first episode ever of the Cheesemies Cancelled, where we go back and review the Cheesemies on Facebook and talk about what we did, what we did wrong, how we would fix it, and how I am going to get cancelled this week. I'm Trace. And I'm Leo. And here we go. Let's get into it. This week we're going to be talking about Filipinos are number one at the Olympics, reviewing that video, talking about uh, getting into right-wing Filipino Facebook, (laughs) getting into how to color your videos correctly, how to make sure you look well-rested on camera, and teasing to your audience what you want them to be thinking. So, before we get started, here we go. Here is the first episode of the Cheesemies mini version all about the Olympics. Let's take a listen. Filipinos are number one at the Olympics. And by that, we mean the Philippines had the largest online presence on Facebook when it came to the Tokyo Olympics. The Filipino flag was the top used emoji on the platform, along with the heart emoji and the hands clapping. And this comes in no surprise, considering that Filipinos are breaking records in the Olympics and gender stereotypes. In sports that have been traditionally seen as male-dominated, Filipina athletes are bringing home a few medals. And while these Filipino Olympic medalists are being rewarded for their wins, Did they have this support to begin with? What extra challenges did these athletes have to overcome in the face of the pandemic? And how do we support the next generation of Filipino athletes training to break international records? I'm Trace Gaynor, and here's what you missed on the Tuesdays. It's so weird to like go back and listen to it after like a week of just like watching, pouring over every sentence. And it's very strange to go back and like get a fresh take on it. Well, this is actually my first time watching it. No way. No, I just trusted you all. Oh, that's nice. I wa- I usually watch just the first minute to see if it's optimized, uh-huh. and then and then I, I won't watch the rest, because I've already seen the full script. Oh, wow. So in the first segment, we'll talk about the Filipino issue that the video hit upon, and we'll see if, you know, we got our Filipino point across. What did you think? I mean, I think it was good. Maybe it's the end of the day that I feel like it got a little bit boring in the end. This is more listicle, yeah. so it's... It's purposely a little bit less engaging. Do you think there were any... I mean, the things that we got canceled for were the, first off, Harry Roke. I just assumed that's how you said Roke. It's Roke, and people called me out on that. Well, here's the thing. We're, we're looking up, you know, the day that we're filming, me and Trace were wondering if we're pronouncing everyone right, because we found out he was pronouncing Hydlin's name yeah. wrong. Yeah. And then, so we're looking on YouTube, or more so Trace was looking at YouTube, and he's listening to all these things, but the problem was that it was all just white announcers. Yeah, it's all white announcers in the Olympics. And, and you know, there's a part of me, too, that, like, whenever I'm, like, making sure I'm saying it the Gallic word right or at the Gallic name, I'm, like, embarrassed to ask because it, like, proves that I don't know, that I'm not as Filipino as I'm, like, claiming to be, like, talking about these issues. So whenever, like, very basic the Gallic words come up, I, like second guess myself if it's embarrassing for me not to know how to say it which like to be completely honest i don't know how to say any of them so i err on the side just for my own like pride of not checking which yeah. is bad because then i get hidlin diaz wrong and then i say mark roke you know and i have to go and search this up later and figure it out but, but. even like that the audience on facebook is so mean <laughs> yeah that's one thing that was really surprising is all these cheese videos i was really nervous to get like tbh Like, I thought I was going to get, like, white people in my comments being like, this is racist and divisive because we're just, like, focusing on Filipino things too much. But it's Filipinos in my DMs that are the ones, like, being the most, like, critical, which, like, that's, it's fair. Like, you know, it's the first time that we get sort of representation like this. So, like, of course, people have the right to make sure that we 
say the things they want to be hearing. You know, it's so hard. It's, and we talk about this in other episodes too, but like, it's hard to be the Filipino of certain industries. And I think, so there's a lot of pressure when there is one video talking about this, that like, it has to be right. Cause it's the only one that's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Another part of this that caught me by surprise. And I guess we can be political on a podcast when we're not going to be political on Facebook was the defense for president Duterte. I like the defense for him was not something I was expecting. Cause I think what we had said about, them not getting support is kind of like a generally accepted fact. It it is actually surprising. One Down's content tends to be a little bit more inclusive. You could even see it as more progressive. And so it tends not to hit that audience because when, you know, you look at algorithm-wise, Facebook is our biggest audience in terms of One Down and our audience tends to be people who want to engage and listen. That's just how the algorithm works. It goes towards people who already find this content entertaining, which means since we are, we tend to be a little bit more progressive in our content and inclusive in the way that we include it, you won't usually get those type of supporters. So you won't usually land in... Um, Trumpland. Trumpland, exactly. Sometimes you will, and that's great. You know what? Here, The, th- the thing is, engagement is engagement. Yeah. So they can comment all they want. It just helps me. Thank I guess. So much. I mean, it's just I'm nervous to be the one that says the thing that gets people riled up. The reason that I was surprised by it, because I just feel like there are certain sentiments that Republicans and Democrats would agree on. In terms of like, we should pay teachers more. You know, like that's something that like, I don't think anyone would really that like teachers. And why hasn't happened? What? Why aren't we paying teachers more? Well, okay. Why it doesn't happen is a whole other reason. But like, I don't think anyone like, I don't think it's like a talking point for Republicans that like teachers make too much money, you know? And so (laughs) I think when I was surprised by people defending Duterte about the amount that they pay the Olympics, because even people within the current administration in the Philippines have admitted that they don't pay them enough, that like they should pay them more. And then they did pay them more, right? The person that wins the first gold medal for the Philippines, like should get paid way more, you know? And so I, I just didn't think it was a controversial statement to be like Olympic athletes deserve more because especially when they end up winning, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, they do this thing, they train for so long and they bring so much pride to the country that like, if we could pay them a billion dollars, we should pay them a billion dollars. You know, like I just felt like it was a, a statement that wouldn't get flack. And then there are people in the comments being like, we pay them enough. And it's like, oh, I didn't even think that this would be controversial. Yeah. My only thought in this conversation as a, as a newbie to this conversation in, in a sense is that if this is the Philippines first gold win and, you know, before Heidelin's win in 2016, um, there was a very long moment when we didn't place at all. It almost begs the question, is it because there was no government support or does government support not come because we're not winning? And so, you know, you can have this conversation now because now we have the wins and then we're able to, in a sense, demand certain pieces of funding. This is not me at all saying, like, they shouldn't have been funded. Clearly they should have. And there's so many initiatives that should have government funding because either way it's like this Filipinos are proud. Yeah. And I think one th- in the writing process, too, is that when we were finding examples of Heidelin getting funding you kept pointing out, like, was this before or after she won? Mm, because mm, it's really mm. important that, like, we can't say that 
they, she got funding after and she's getting all this attention afterwards because, of course, after she gets the first gold medal, she's going to get this funding. But what yeah. we're really trying to prove is the fact that she wasn't getting funding before and they only brought attention to it once she like was loudly waving her hands being like, I didn't get enough money for this. And now that I have gold medals, like you should fund other people that are trying to follow the same path. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I think that the other thing that makes it... Maybe this isn't uniquely Filipino, but this is something that I think Filipino circles often talk about is like, no one's there on the good luck, but everyone's there on the congratulations. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, even like with being a musician, it happens all the time where it's like, mm. everyone's like, don't be a musician. Like you want to do like make money for that. Like they push you for 18 years, which we talked about. This is like linking back to episode one of the actual cheese. Yeah, it's like they it push out. you for 18 years <laughs> to like be, to like practice piano and like do these piano recitals and be like a concert violinist when you're in high school but the second you turn 18 and go to like a a university it's like oh you want to study it Mm -hmm. you did it for 18 years and now you actually want to keep doing it it's like embarrassing and then you get on a national tv show and i was like oh we pushed him to do that the whole time like he's a musician like we we loved when he did that i was like y'all didn't like when i was in an acapella group before i made money doing it like active or whatever i'm saying this like my parents are really not supportive my parents have been super supportive and my dad's an actual musician for a living so no and my my family so i guess it's different for me like my family wasn't supportive at all yeah until like my mom always said this is only allowed to be your hobby. Yeah. Um, so like those are actual words um, coming from my parents who now is like super supportive of everything that I do. And, and like everyone who's, who knows me or knows my family, they know how supportive they were. But it wasn't until exactly what you said. Like I had my first big break for a YouTube music video and it hit 5 million. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. So I had to, I had to go viral essentially for you to think that this was possible yeah. for me to do. So the Filipino government is just like all Filipino parents. So why are we surprised? <laughs> <laughs> You're canceled. <laughs> so in the second half of the episode, we will discuss the media learning, like what we learned from putting this video together. So when you watched this, what did you think as like, if you were like producing, directing the whole thing, what would you have done differently or what like went wrong in that video? Well, I have one answer. My eyes. Because literally every comment is about my eyes and lighting. (laughs) I don't know if it's lighting. I don't know if you can fix that with coloring or if it's just like staged, if it's makeup or something, or I just need to like sleep 12 hours a day for the next three weeks. Explain to the listeners how how you saw everyone was talking about your eyes. Okay. So, you know, everyone says when you post things on social media, you shouldn't read the comments. I cannot not do that. I read every single comment the second. I'm literally refreshing Facebook every 30 seconds when those videos come in. And I watch them. And the first... I mean, a couple of comments are all about my eyes. And to be completely frank, I have had dark circles under my eyes since I was literally eight years old. I got them in fourth grade. I remember when they started coming in. And I am not self-conscious about my eyes, like, at all. What I felt bad watching the video is, like, we spent so much time in, like, late nights, like, getting all the B-roll in and, like, editing this whole thing and writing it. And all of it just went to waste because everyone was only looking at my eyes, which Wait, why I, I felt ask, guilty. Is it okay if I ask, like, what, what is that? I have no idea what it is. My eyes? No, I've had them since... Little, okay, I can... Like, backstory. When I was in fourth grade, I, was, I played violin, and I got asked to join the middle school orchestra when I was in elementary school, and they met before school. And so what I started doing was waking up early, like an hour earlier, to go to middle school orchestra. And when I started doing that, I started getting the dark circles. I have, they have never gone away. And it's like, I can be very well rested now. I can sleep 
like 10 hours a night, nine hours a night every day. They don't go away. I've tried ointments. I've tried like cucumbers. I've tried everything and they just don't go away. It's just like part of my like skin. You know, someday I'll go to some dermatologist and I'll have someone look at it and figure it out. But like, I actually, I like don't mind them, you know? And like, I think I see them so much and other people see them so much like that, that know me that like when other people call it out, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I do have really dark circles under my eyes. And I like, I, I don't mind them one bit. Yeah. My, my mom would say it's because you don't pray. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Any anything that goes wrong, oh, you didn't pray. Yeah, I need to, I need to <laughs> pray him away a little harder. <laughs> so I'm gonna quickly just read some of these because I I find it hilarity to do this. Um, the eye circles. Yeah. So this person has a suggestion for you, um, cucumber dude. I've tried them. <laughs> I have tried. I no way. Literally everything. I've done like sponsored posts about like how to get rid of eye bags. Lucky they didn't work. Like, I have tried everything. And if someone has a new suggestion, I will gladly take them. And I will work, see if it works on my schedule. But I actually, like, I don't, like, I'm not actively trying to get rid of them. I so, have done it before, though. So that's funny because um, b- before I went full-time with what I'm doing now, which is partially one down, um, I used to work at this DIY slash hack um, company. So those those Facebook videos that you see there are like top down and they create hacks and stuff like that. Um, I used to do those videos, but I remember there's this one joke that we had where it's like, oh my goodness, I know, I know how to hack um, dark circles under your eyes. Sleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've tried it. I have slept more. So this person was very nice. I can't stop staring at this guy's unique skin tones. Hella mesmerizing. Does that have to do with your eyes? Skin con- I mean, he didn't say it. That was a very nice way to put that. If he oh, was looking at my that eyes. That was a diss. If he, no, no, no. I mean, if he was looking at my eyes, that's a very nice way to put it. But he, I think he was talking about my eyes. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't hate me, but someone put a raccoon and I literally laughed. Oh, I'm no. I'm so sorry. I get it all the time. The raccoon, the panda, like oh, all okay. of them. Like it's... It's nothing new. Like, I've been making Philharmonic videos forever, and literally every time, if we don't, like, go through makeup first, they're like, why does that kid look like he got punched in the face twice? Like, it's not, I'm not, these are not new to me. (laughs) Okay, cool. So let me say something that's not going to get me canceled. I kept saying it, like, I kept putting it in our, like, group chats. Like, I kept trying to talk to people. It's just like, no one feel like they have to, like, dance around this to me. I do not care. (laughs) Okay, you're literally the best, because... I instructed Jessica Ramos, our, our stylist, uh-huh. and who was also doing your makeup for Cheese Oh, for the original Cheese yeah, For yeah, the yeah. original Cheese I told her, whatever you do, make sure you lighten up his, his, I said eye bags. Yeah, yeah, eye bags, yeah. Dark circles under your eyes, eye bags, whatever. Yeah. But that was my direct thing, because I, I already knew. So that's why it, it actually comes, as a director, since we're talking about Cheese and how we created it. I made sure that this was not a topic of a conversation that detracted yeah. from the actual production when we were doing the original Chismis because I had a very direct thing. And that's what you do as a director. I don't need to tell you as talent yeah. that I'm doing this, but it was a very um, specific direction to cover up your, your eye bags. Not in any bad way, but I'm just yeah. making sure that you're the it's most not presentable. Because we didn't for Olympics, and it's and literally it was the all one. they talked about. And it, yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, another part of it, too, is... I felt bad, like, because for the next one we shot, we had shot Black Filipinos Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had makeup. Like, I have makeup when I need to get rid of them that I, like, can put on. And I brought it, but I was like, now if I put it on and all of a sudden I look so well-rested for the next video, it's going to seem like, I, like, the comments got to me and I, like, I was like, oh, right, 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 and covered it up. So I felt weird even putting it on in the next one because it's like, aha, we got him. We bullied him into covering his eyes up. And I was like, I, I don't care about that either. So I, I brought it and then I ended up not putting it on. Yeah. I don't know. But here's the thing. Way. It's it's also like, 
fuck it. Yeah. Like, I, I think the thing that I really enjoy about everything that you just said right now, because I don't think we ever talked about it. And I'm mm. going to be super honest because I, I moderate the comments. Yeah. I have hidden comments. No way. In, in Cheese Me so that you wouldn't see them because, um, and, you know, I don't do this often. I almost never affect, like, when we get hate comments for one down, I never delete them. Yeah. I think everyone's opinion is valid and they have the cool part about this is like everyone should have a space where their opinion is valid as long as they're not hurting anyone. Yeah. But some people could be and you've seen in these comments like some of these people are giving like really unnecessary shit that yeah. like they don't need to be saying. I have hid those um, on the regular cheese memes? On the regular cheese memes. Wow, cheesemies. I didn't realize I, you did. I only did it twice probably. Very like very yeah, few I comments. Mean, I think I, for me, like, don't block them for my sake. I would say block them for the sake of, because I think especially for the Olympic video, once they saw a few people comment on it, and there were so many people that, like, kept adding to the joke. Wait, wait, so, yes, can I, can yeah, I give you yeah, a side yeah. story? Yeah. Okay, so, this is a cool story. It's, it has no relation to cheese memes. Can I just, can I still say it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, exactly what you're saying. One, one person said it, another person said it, and it kind of just became this thing. So, um, my sister is graduating um, UCLA, or is she graduated UCLA? Oh, I know exactly you, what you're you know talking about. about. <laughs> I mean, we haven't talked about it, but I'm 98% sure I know where this is going. Okay, I think you do. So, you know, she, she likes to make TikToks, and so there's this TikTok dance that she did, and she was doing it with my sister, Jewel. And then, you know my mom. My mom's, like, freaking crazy, and so she'll, she'll just be in the back. She'll do it. And then I actually am a dancer, so... I mean, it's not that the choreography is intricate by any means, but it's also like TikTok dancing. So I just, I quickly learned it there and I did it. And then, um, you're smiling. I I know. I saw the video. (laughs) Yeah. And so I remember we were eating out at a restaurant that night to celebrate her. And then one person, um, said, dad understood the assignment. And it was just one comment. That is just one comment. And then we were laughing so hard that, cause I don't look like a dad. I'm not dressed like a dad. Like why would this person think that I'm her dad? It made absolutely no sense, but we were laughing so hard. And so what we did, which is, I don't know, maybe this is marketing savvy. Maybe this is virality 101, like take notes, everyone. But we texted all of our close friends, all of our cousins, and we said, hey, can you comment on this and say something funny about the dad? So the first maybe 15, so one original comment about the dad, the next 15 people are all like, whoa, your dad is so cool, or oh, your dad did this, blah, 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 just 15. And then it hit a million views. And there's like thousands of people all commenting about the dad. And so it just became this thing. I have I have no conclusion on how that happened or why that happened, but it's very much so in that same thing. And sorry, I, I just have to add why why this is actually so important, like backstory. And Sarah actually mentions this on her TikTok. Her TikTok is I don't know what it is, serotonin. My dad passed away a couple, it's actually going to be one year in September. So um, he wasn't able to make it to her graduation. And so I wore the green shirt that he actually wore to her eighth grade graduation and to her high school graduation. So it it was really wholesome for the whole world to say, I mean, one million people is a lot, to all say, your dad was this. Yeah. Your dad was there. And I, I think it's, it's, it, I, you know, I, I really think he was there. Like I was wearing his shirt. He, that was meant for him to be there. And then the world saw it. And so that's, that's really nice. I mean, I didn't even think of it that way, but when I saw the video, 
the reason I thought that like it, I mean, why people assumed it was because you're like holding your mom's arm as you walk in. So it looks like it's just like the kids and then the parents in the background. And then all of a sudden you like break out and start dancing. You go from being like with the mom and then you go to like, oh, no, no, I'm with the kids. And no, so that's exactly. why, I mean, and that's why I thought when people, got, I didn't realize that you told people to go comment that. <laughs> no, and see, the world doesn't know that. But, yeah. And to go back, like, the, we did do a post analysis on on this because it's it's clearly content, even though it's yeah. just a TikTok. But yeah, we were looking at the very first two seconds. And it's that same thing. Like, my arm was around my mom and we're kind of there. And then I popped in and then mom was trying to dance. But then I was kind of taking the, so yeah, it, to that point, it did look like I was the dad um and i think i mean we we don't know how to test this like was it that i really looked like a dad what made that first person comment that and did this all happen purely because 15 other people also said it and what does that tell you about reality and how it can be shaped through social media like can we create any new reality if we get enough people just to say one thing and it becomes true yeah honestly for the next cheese video everyone go comment how much better how much more sleep i've gotten since the first one and just see if everyone like starts agreeing that like oh now he looks so rested yeah i've been sleeping less you know like yeah. we don't know what's your what's your resting routine but no that tiktok was i think is a perfect example it's just like you just jump one person jumped on it and that i think that comment alone i don't know if that was the first initial comment or if it's one of your friends that commented but like no, one of them got like fifty thousand mm-hmm. likes mm-hmm. and it was like oh, of course everyone jumped on the bandwagon and just like one inclination in a certain direction All right, so before we wrap up this week, we are going to end every episode with a little media snack, something that we have been listening to or watching that we think you should enjoy as well. We're going to call it a medienda. Um, Medienda, get it? Media and get it? Okay, whatever. Um, So this week, my medienda is going to be the podcast Running Things by Donovan Bailey. It is a podcast from Canadian Olympic sprinter talking all about like, you know, different challenges he goes through in his life and how he became who he is. Uh, Make sure to check it out. And if you, I don't know, if you listen to the podcast, it's screenshot it show me tag me on instagram i want to see that you uh listened to running things uh what about you leo so my medienda for this week is this web series created by mtv called decoded so the reason why i chose this one is because decoded was one of the first web series that i referenced when we were creating breaking the double and if you don't know breaking the double was one down's first web series and the first episode is actually the 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 inspiration for the entire Cheese Me series. Um, and so I was on TikTok and I came across this this video of this host and her name's Francesca Ramsey. And I knew about her because I recognized her as the host of MTV. And so she was explaining her entire career and how it landed her eventually as a writer for the new iCarly series. And then she was just talking about how she kept submitting these scripts, she kept doing these things, and it never worked out for her. And she kept trying and trying and trying with all these different web series and writing and and whatever, and she finally ended up being a writer for the iCarly reboot. And so it it was so inspiring for me to see, you know, to first be inspired by her um, on the MTV Decoded web series because that also inspired us for Breaking the Thaw Book, which eventually led us here to Cheese Me's. Um, and then to see her 
um, kind of thrive in the industry and now be a writer here was super cool. So she has no idea who the hell we are, but, <laughs> but thank you, Francesca. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode of The Cheese Me's Cancelled. We will be back and our next episode will be all about comedians, Filipinos in comedy. Um, thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to follow us anywhere you can get your podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify, Acast, wherever you listen. Um, and follow us on Instagram, Trace Gaynor, uh, Leo Abea, One Down, and keep up to date with The Cheese Me's, The Cheese Me's Cancelled, The Cheese Me's Live on Kumu. There's a lot of ways to interact with us, so we welcome it all. So thanks so much for listening and we will see you again soon.